How about those Niners? We gonna talk about the Niners? Do you want to talk about the Niners? I want to hear all about it. What a comeback, huh? On this episode of Breaking It Down, Chad and Alex are taking to the gridiron, and they're fired up to be joined by Super Bowl-bound NFL pro Colton McKivitz, San Francisco 49ers offensive lineman. What's up, Colton? Oh, what's up, fellas? About time I get on Breaking It Down. (laughs) (laughs) That's Colton McKivitz, number 68, starting offensive tackle. I love him. He's a great dude. The San Francisco 49ers are fresh off their NFC Championship game victory over the Detroit Lions. That game was so awesome, dude. Yeah, you got to see one of the greatest NFC Championships of all time. 24-7 at halftime, and you guys came back and put a whooping on them in the second half. Turn it around. And Chad and Alex are ready to see the 49ers crush the Chiefs and Swifty Nation. All right, go 49ers. Now it's on to the Super Bowl. Vegas. Vegas. Against the Chiefs. We're going to get it done this time. Oh, smash the Swifties, dude. Time to smash the Swifties. Plus, Chad reflects on his own football career. Did you play football in high school? Yeah. No hope to play college football? No. I was pretty good at football, but looking back on it, I wish I was in band. I love football, don't get me wrong, but man, I broke my tailbone, I tore my labrum, I broke my pinky, I broke my wrist. I was below average in everything I did except baseball. Pour yourself a drink. It's time for kickoff. On this episode of Jack Daniels Presents, This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Edition with Chad Belding and Alex Crosby. How about those Niners? I was just going to say, we going to talk about the Niners? Do you want to talk about the Niners? Uh, I want to hear all about it. What a comeback, huh? So how down were you guys? And then how electric was it? The crowd wouldn't let you get down. I mean, there was some questioning going on. I mean, what a small world. The people sitting in front of us were actually from the Reno area. I was sitting with Colt McKivitt's girlfriend, Abby, mm-hmm. her entire family. And there was some concern. I mean, shit, it was... 27 to 7 at halftime or 7 no it was like 24 to 7 at halftime and we weren't stopping their offense their defense was stopping us Purdy wasn't on to start and then Christian McCaffrey scores that touchdown from a few yards out in the first half but that was really their only drive and then whatever Shanahan said in the locker room at halftime he said we're not going out like this go out and do your effing job I'm sure Mm -hmm. and dude what a freaking! Then it was I don't, lights out. I think the Lions scored three points. I don't, you know, Campbell's a stud. I love his story, but there was some mistakes made. But hey, that's coaching. You know, the fourth down plays he went for, the field goal he didn't go for, yep. could have been up by three possessions. Like when you're working against the Niners at home in Santa Clara in Levi Stadium. I mean, you saw him come back against Green Bay in the in the divisional playoffs. Then the NFC Championship. I couldn't believe we were there. When he didn't do that field goal the second, there was two field goals that he chose to go for in range. and That he didn't go for? Did not go for. Yeah, yeah. did not go for. And when he did it the second time, David, my brother-in-law, he's a big football fan. He was like, dude, he – he is killing himself not going for these field goals. You know, they likely probably would have won the game. I mean, not maybe not. Who knows? But Who knows? But he would yeah. have had six, potentially six more points on the board. So, I mean – like you said, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback it or quarterback it from the stands or the couch or coach it from those angles. But it was weird to see that, I thought. I don't know. But, hey, I'm happy because obviously I wanted the Niners to win. But I was nervous at first. Honestly, like you said, when it was 21-7 to 7 or whatever at half or 24-7, to 7, I, I literally was like, dude, they're going to lose. This is, this is over. And I felt bad for you guys because nobody wants to – I'm sure that you had a great time, would have had a great you time. You didn't know I was there, though. Yeah, I did. How? I knew you were there. How? You I told didn't tell me. anybody. Yeah, you did. I did? Yeah, you told me. Huh. But yeah, I, I, I felt bad that you guys would be having to see a, a losing game. But it turned around. So how was it afterwards? Oh, man. Insane. Dude, it was just... The halftime was... 
I met this cat. I got to give him a shout out. He's a cook. If you guys go visit Chuck M at Chuck's Flavor Train. Oh, I know him. Do you? Yeah. Chuck's Flavor Train. Um, we're going to cook together. I got to hang out with him at halftime and he bought us a drink. And then his his optimism is what kept everybody up. Abby and I went and hung out with him and Anna and Alyssa and, and Tony and Melanie were there. And it was one of those things where, and Tony's sons were there, Anthony and Dominic, and they're huge Niner fans. You know, they're, I mean, Dominic had the Mr. T starter pack on. He had the big medallion. And remember the chains that they sell? Oh, yeah. Flavor Chuck was wearing that big helmet that uh that E forty wears. He was wearing one of those around his medallion with all the diamonds on it. But um, dude, what well, this guy's awesome, and he's and Abby says his food is unbelievable. Check him out on Instagram, Chuck's Flavor Train. The dude is awesome. Chuck, big shout out to you, brother. Hey, I told Tom to get him provider rubs. I've followed that guy for probably like a year. Well, why didn't you tell me? I don't. I don't. What do you want? I mean, he's the guy. Tom's the guy. Well, uh, in that arena, I only know him from social media. I just said, hey, you should hook up with this dude and send him some rubs because he's an influencer type guy. He was just on the barbecue show not too long ago. Yeah, he's whatever, legit, master or whatever. Yeah. So his his optimism, halftime was great. We went and had a drink with him. But, dude, when, when you're in that atmosphere, I've never been to a big – I've been to some SEC football. I've never been to Baton Rouge. I've never been to Bama. But I've been to Arkansas Razorback. And it's unreal. But when you're that many people, and there's even more people in college stadiums, but it was 80,000 deep. They started selling all these standing room only tickets. There was a lot of Detroit fans there. Eminem was sitting right above us in the box above us. Hmm. People, I guess, were messing with him the whole time. There was a picture of him with his head down like when they lost. Yeah. Yeah. It was sad. It was sad for the Detroit. I wasn't sad. I was fired up because I wanted to see the Niners. I mean, they they were in the NFC Championship last year. Remember when Purdy hurt his elbow and they got knocked out? Now they're right back in there. Purdy takes them right back to the NFC Championship and wins it with the second largest comeback in NFC Championship history. I know, it's crazy. 24-7, to 7, I believe it was at halftime, if you want to look that up. And they come back I was looking. and just go on a scoring tangent. The 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 catch by Ayuk, oh, that's pretty God. lucky, dude, that come off that guy's helmet falling down and he mm-hmm. dove and caught it. And that's a local boy there. Yeah, Queen the, Lancer Pride. 24-7 at the half, and then the, the – Niners came out and scored 17 unanswered points in the third, which that crushed them. And then 10 more in the fourth, but they scored once in the fourth too. But, you know, the final score is 31 to 34. So if you make one of those field goals that he didn't go for, you're tied. If you make them both, you win. I mean. Yeah, it just puts a whole new approach and strategy to the Niners if they're down by three possessions. Right. But they just always think they have a chance. Now it's on to the Super Bowl. Vegas, Vegas against the Chiefs, who pulled one out against Baltimore. They beat them up. They were ahead the whole game. Never let Baltimore never really got. Oh, I couldn't believe Lamar Jackson. They just didn't look the same. You know, they beat up on the Niners good this season. So now it's the Niners Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has been in the 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 AFC Championship game all six of his first. I was going to say six seasons. Yeah, and I think this is his fourth time to start a Super Bowl. Do you believe in conspiracy theories at all? I don't know if I believe in conspiracy theories. I believe in the truth. Okay, so and I think a lot of them have truth in it. So this is what I read on Twitter yesterday. So it's Niners, Chiefs. The prediction is the Niners are going to lose, and that Kelsey and Taylor Swift will uh, announce their support for Joe Biden after the win of the Super Bowl. Well, they were saying that about publicity Taylor. stunt. They were talking about Taylor Swift, how she's going to be the most influential person. She's added three hundred thirty-three million dollars to the NFL's bottom line yeah. by being involved and swaying the vote. I mean, she's got, she's got a lot of fans that oh she can God. sway a vote. 
hundred percent. But if she would endorse Joe Biden, that just shows you what kind of person she is, in my opinion. Right. Not smart. No. Not smart. The guy's just not good. He's terrible. Snoop Dobbs back with Trump. I saw that he gave him a good quote, but he didn't endorse. Not him. endorse, but said I got nothing but love for him. I mean, how it, could you not? Four years ago, he had a video about him getting his head cut off or shot or something like that. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Now he's got nothing but love for him. Well, those guys are taking a bath in every facet of life. Rich people take a deep a bath as anybody else, dude. Oh yeah. Their taxes are higher. Their fuel, you know, when your private jet fuel goes from ten bucks a gallon to twenty five bucks a gallon, you're mad. A little bit more than that. I but know, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Round numbers. I didn't want to. So talk yeah, politics. after man, we got invited to the players get together after and you know those are kind of hit or miss depending when we were there last time they lost to cincinnati yeah nobody wanted to hang out but this time dude it was it was cool dude it was like purdy bosa kittle mckivitz charlie warner christian come out in that suit that he did his after the after game press conference in christian mccaffrey and he was he was said hi to us he's all he's cool as shit i love that dude but yeah i'm just happy that i've never really been a big football guy I almost think it's like a dumb sport because of the injuries. But, dude, those guys are so tough. Oh, my God. The way they hit each other, it is unbelievable next level. That late hit that happened, can you imagine getting hit by somebody that – I mean, he the guy is – he is completely off the ground. It's like a 230-pound, you know, dead weight hitting you. Like, you can't even imagine getting hit by something like that. No. And – they do it play after play after play after play. You yeah. know, you you don't even see half the stuff that well, happens. Well, the linemen are getting de- beat up every play in the trenches. And they every never play. the cameras never on them. But they they never get any of the notoriety. They're banging it out all game long. Dude. Yeah, you got to. They got to be just bruised to hell when that game's over and oh, sore. They are. They're sore. Then they spend the next week still at practice. I was thinking about that. You know, did everybody go out and tie one on after that win? But dude, they're probably at practice Monday morning again. They had to do film Monday morning. Yeah. So I mean, they had to be at film the next day. I don't know if they were doing a walkthrough, but they were doing film, and they were uh, they're getting ready. I mean, this they got two weeks. I think it's February 11th. Yeah. What are you going to do for it? We're talking about going hunting that weekend, so I don't know if we'll be back to do something or what. We'll see. I don't know. 60 degrees. Who knows if we'll even go hunting? I'd say it's going to take place at when? Probably 530 Pacific since it's a Vegas game. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably at that time. They wouldn't start it any earlier than that. They might do. No, they wouldn't do 330, would they? They did for the NFC Championship. That's true. Well, I could find out right now. 330 would be 630 Eastern, 530 Central, 430 Mountain. I don't know. That's just seems like a pretty. I mean, it might three thirty, three thirty kickoff. So three thirty kickoff. Um, yeah, because that'd be six thirty back east. Well, probably three thirty's the pregame, right? Or the you know, know the entertainment. I don't know the national anthem and stuff. I well, usually three thirty means kickoff. If it says three thirty, oh, yeah. So three the o'clock. Te- the televised part will start way earlier than that. Are you a big Super Bowl guy? Mm-mm. I'm not either. People like get there and went like rate the commercials and shit. I've never watched. They start drinking at eight o'clock in the morning and make breakfast, lunch, then watch the game. Then buy. Yeah, I've, I've never been that way either. No, but if I went to if I'm at the World Series, I would be all in. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Seven all games. In. Did you guys tailgate at the Niner game? No, we had the. It worked out to where I had I was in Vegas for Shot Show, which we're going to talk about that on another episode. What a great Shot Show! We'll do that on a little breaking it down foul life edition. Went to Vegas for SHOT Show, got there Tuesday, worked Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning. We left Vegas at 4 o'clock Friday. Flew straight into San Francisco, 
got a car service from the airport up to the Hotel Via. It was weird being there without you guys because I was looking at the stadium <laughs> and I was telling Anna, I'm like, that's the door we walk in with Will and all this stuff. And then we went to Underdogs, that bar in between Momo's and the Via mm-hmm. that we go to where you go up to a couple flights of stairs when you get in. Yeah, yeah. The place has awesome food, dude. We they specialize there, huh? in Mexican. We've never really eaten there. We've had drinks. Right. But um, went and hung out there because we couldn't get in. The, we called the House of Prime Rib. They're like, you have no chance tonight. You have no chance on a Friday night. Oh, there's, Friday night. Yeah. There's not going to be any cancellations and there's no walk-ups right now. So it, it, it was already getting late, you know. So went there, went to Underdogs, and then didn't even go to the rooftop. Was passed out. Like, I was so tired. Ran down from Vegas. Um, was going to go to the rooftop, have one. And I was like, no, we'll save that for another time. Woke up and got a car service from the Hotel Via in downtown San Francisco all the way to Livermore, which is like 45 miles. And that's where Alyssa's volleyball tournament was. So then Livermore is like 30 miles from Santa Clara to the stadium. So on Saturday, we went down there, watched her game. She played awesome all day Saturday, five games. Woke up Sunday. She had three more games, and she rocked it that day. You ought to see some. Have you seen some of the videos I posted? She's yeah. rocking it. She won her last two games. She lost her first game Sunday, won her last two, left there. She took a nap in the car, and, and, we, and I rode with her and her mom and Anna all the way to Santa Clara, got to our hotel there, checked in, and then – went to the stadium we were less than a mile away and by that time the tailgates were just you know cleaning up and getting done and it was time to get in the stadium for the flyover and the national anthem and all that oh nice i don't know like it just worked out like if i'd have been hunting and the shot show wasn't there and Alyssa didn't have a volleyball tournament i don't know maybe i'd have been at rocky's hunting and we would have still went down for it probably but if i'd have been in arkansas there's I, it just worked out to where oh man i get to go to the nfc championship and i didn't even bring it up Colton literally tells me, you're coming to the NFC Championship. And I'm like, well, I know, I get it, dude. You want me, like, pregame speech in the locker room? Yeah. You, do you want me to be an 11th? suit up. Yeah, you want me to be the 12th weeks. man? Mm-hmm. What do you need? You need me to give, Bert, you know, Purdy some throwing lessons, elbow placement, follow through, you know, pinky to pinky, pinky on the receptions? Out, yeah. or, or No, or, you know, thumb to thumb for Kittle and Ayuk and Debo. Debo had another 100 yards receiving again. He's a freaking stud. Debo, why'd you guys get in a rhythm? We kind of came out slow. Um, you know, we had to get settled in and just do what we do. We had to start off running the ball and then everything else started clicking. We're going to break here for a few commercials. I appreciate y'all being here. Alex wants to know, is there a potential conspiracy in motion? Do you believe in conspiracy theories at all? I believe in the truth. And I think a lot of them have truth in it. Would a Chiefs victory and the power of the Swifty Nation sway the election? The prediction is the Niners are going to lose and that Kelsey and Taylor Swift will announce their support for Joe Biden after the win of the Super Bowl. I mean, she's got a lot of fans that she can sway a vote. But if she would endorse Joe Biden, that just shows you what kind of person she is, in my opinion. Right. Not smart. Not smart. The guy's just not good. He's terrible. Thanks to Jack Daniels, Flask App, Gator Coolers, and Oakley Sunglasses for powering this special Super Bowl preview. Chad and Alex will return after halftime on this episode of Jack Daniels Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Edition. Hey everybody, you know we are a huge fan of Jack Daniels, not just their product, but their mission, their culture, Lynchburg, Tennessee, the people. And we want to introduce you to the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. Join us at jackdaniels.com and learn about the single barrel program, visiting Lynchburg, Tennessee, participating in a barrel tasting, a whiskey tasting, picking 
your favorite flavor, whether it's the burn in your mouth, whether it's the maple, whether it's the different combination of flavors that you are going to experience in each of the distinct bottles of Jack Daniels Single Barrel, you're going to be able to choose the best one, your favorite one, and purchase that entire barrel. It all comes bottled in individual single barrel bottles. You get your own hanging name tag, brand tag, your logo on it. You can give them away as gifts. Go knock on the door of a landowner and say, thank you for letting me hunt your field. There's so many options with the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. We're proud to be part of it. We have introduced it to so many of our friends and family across the country, whether it was at a business, whether it was at a duck lodge, whether it was at a conservation event. It is truly an awesome program. Learn more about it at jackdaniels.com. The Single Barrel Program. We've been involved for the last five years. I'm looking at two of my barrels right now. We just got our 2023 barrel in the Single Barrel Rye. Absolutely mesmerizing. My brother Clint's old fashions with it speak for themselves. It's the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. Check it out. Learn about it. I hope you decide to visit Lynchburg, Tennessee and get your own barrel. Thank you very much. Looking for a high-quality truck accessory that's built to last? Look no further than Lear. With over 50 years of experience in the industry, these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and performance best. Whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear's got you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials, and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and take your driving experience to the next level. We started American Almond Beef with the mentality to be different, to set ourselves apart, and that's the road that we're on. Our feedlots are clean. Our feed is different. Our approach to making sure that our cattle and steers are raised right. There is a story behind American Almond Beef. Northern California ranchers and farmers, the almonds, the commodity business, everything coming together to provide a feed that allows for this marbling, the flavor, the texture, the finish. American Almond Beef is where it's at. I'm telling you, get an order placed, try it for yourself, and you will not go back to regular store-bought beef. AmericanAlmondBeef.com. Thank you very much for the support. We can't wait for you to try it. Having storage when it comes to our bounty, whether we're on a duck hunt, a goose hunt, an upland hunt, fishing trip, we rely on gator coolers. They're coolers, the different sizes, the different models. You need one on wheels because you're carrying a little bit more weight. You need a 45 quart, a 70 quart, 110 quart, smaller ones like the 20 quart. Do you need a personalized pad, a customized pad on top with your logo? What about their drinkware, their tumblers, their thermoses, all of their highball cups, their coffee cups, their wine cups gator coolers louisiana brian mcgee g-a-t-r coolers.com no o in there gator g-a-t-r we depend on them daily you got to make sure that you're prepared you got to condition that cooler right crosby gotta have a good cooler people that say you can use them other ones still no i don't think that you can use the other ones that aren't the rotomolded style and gator coolers is far ahead of the curve check them out at gatorcoolers.com get into their drinkware to their coolers get into their customized pads and don't forget gator skin for your boat your ski boat your summer boat your duck boat all of our gator tail boats have the gator skin in them by gator coolers and i'm telling you it's customized it's comfortable it doesn't rot it doesn't fade it's got our company logos and branding a lot of different designs you can do check out the new gator skin by gator coolers the official cooler and drinkware of the foul life tv the foul life podcast and where the pavement ends podcast and tv thank you all very much for supporting gator coolers 
Chad is hustling for a position in Colton McKivitt's inner circle. You still want me to come into Vegas for that pep talk, for that pregame pep or halftime? I already told you, dude, you're all out on the field. You're not allowed to call plays. You're not getting a headset. <laughs> you were talking about maybe um, putting an official press release out there and statement that I'm your new agent? Manager GM or something. You're going to manage all my stuff now, apparently. Let's sit down and come up with a contract, probably 20 22% or whatever your salary ends up being. The most you can take is 3%. You're already out of the game. That's if you're an agent. I just want to be kind of like a personal assistant. I'm ready to retire from this duck game. Shout out to Traeger Grills, Corning Ford, American Almond Beef, and the provider for bringing you this episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Edition. Let's get back to Chad, Alex, and special guest, Colton McKivitz. Did you play football in high school? Yeah. Strong safety and wide receiver. I caught three touchdown passes. Were you as good as my senior year? Huh? Were you as good as your brother Clint? Clint's a great quarterback. I was a better athlete than Clint. Would he agree with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baseball, too. Clint was just consistent, just one speed. I was He's ADD. a very methodical guy. Yeah, he's methodical. I'm like, get in there and, and try to crush it, swing for the fence. No hope to play college football? Clay could have. No, you. No. Well, I was going baseball the whole way. I wasn't that good. I, I was pretty good at football, but I never really liked it. I did it because... It was the thing to do in high school, I think, as an athlete. You know, looking back on it, I wish I was in band, learning how to play the guitar, mm-hmm. or maybe in the golf team or something else. You know, not to, I love football, don't get me wrong, but man, I broke my tailbone. I tore my labrum. I broke my pinky. I broke my wrist. That's a lie. I broke my wrist playing basketball because I played basketball my freshman and sophomore year, too, like an idiot. <laughs> Absolute idiot, thinking I could ball, which I can dribble, crossover, like a crossover that couldn't be stopped. How's your shot? Belding for three. Um, I was below average in everything I did except baseball. Yeah. But I could have gotten better at things if I wasn't so gung-ho about baseball. Yeah. You I your, loved hunting. You had your hooks into baseball. That's yeah, all, you that's all I cared about. I should have been playing the guitar. I should have been more serious about the drums, took up the piano, maybe some vocal lessons, songbird of my generation mm-hmm. kind of shit. You and your mom and however many people have heard you sing. I've sung in a lot of in front of a lot of people. A lot of karaoke. Yeah, I mean, I Guns and Roses like there's no tomorrow. Before I ask you about your career, if I had to do it again, I still would have played football. It got me tight with some of the friends I still like. Wade and me were there. That, that, the Friday Night Lights meant a lot. The anticipation, the build up, wearing your jersey and your well, Letterman's jacket, and everyone goes to the football game. No one goes to the baseball game. So I mean, it, yeah. like you said, it's the cool thing to do. Yeah. In high, why is that? Just baseball is a little bit longer and harder to follow. and I just think that the tradition of football and high school athletics is huge. I mean. Baseball's America's sport, though. I know it should be. But look at our university I know. here. I, I was just going to say, even college level, nobody goes there to There is college level programs that get yeah. great fans. Especially ASU the SEC. and stuff like that. Like, ASU, yeah, but they don't do what the SEC no. does. But yeah, like the, yeah. the Pac-10 and or the Pac-12 now in the six-pack and then. You know, I think the SEC, you know, and then like Vanderbilt, Nashville gets a good following. Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas has got a great program. The Razorbacks, Mississippi State, Ole Miss got great baseball programs. Clemson, great baseball program. LSU, great baseball program. Why do you think people don't love to watch baseball as much as football? Because you could argue the same. A 49er game sitting next to a Giants game, the, the Niners are going to be sold out every – is it because there's less Niners, games? The, the Giants are sold out every home game too most seasons. Um, it's less games. 
it's a lot for to watch 82 home games if you're right. going to buy season tickets. It's a it's a lot to stay in the game because it's slower paced. Right. So strategy is more important than the entertainment value of it. But um, but again, out here, high school baseball starts in March into Cold. February's tryouts. Dude, I ain't gonna. Dude, looking back on my high school baseball career. As many times as I wrung my hands hitting oh my the ball, God. getting jammed or hitting it off the, the bat, it was so cold every freaking game. Mm-hmm. You and don't get good. Last year, I remember we went to a UNR baseball game, which we need to start going to a few. Um, I mean, like timing wise, it's getting ready to kick off right now. It was Fresno State series, the last home series of the season last year. Clinton Clay and I went and met Jason Donnelly down there. It was the only game, I believe, don't quote me on this, but it was the warmest game series. It was the warmest series of their. 2023 season and it was in the 50s <laughs> he says it was unbearable during the season dude i don't care what anybody says it's not fun to play base. it could be fun to play football in lambo or kansas city or buffalo in the snow and it's cold but it still sucks oh, yeah. you can't feel your hands every hit hurts different even though you think you're going to be numb yep. nothing's the same when it's that cold and in baseball baseball is a warm weather game period yeah whether you like it or not, it, you know, you're going to sit for half of the inning, with, you know, unless you're up to bat, which is, you know, statistically every whatever four guys or four and a half guys. But you're sitting for I guess football would be the same thing. If you're on offense, defense, you're going to sit. But I don't know. Just I agree with you. I think the football players are obviously they're running a lot more and moving a lot more and all that kind of stuff. I remember the days of Nevada baseball. So cold and windy. It'd be interesting to see, you know, if you took. You know, like we said, football's only eight home games or whatever, and you got however many of the baseball games. Like how many – there's a way to statistically figure that out. You know, are there more fans for football versus baseball? If you just took the Niners-Giants, say, any state, you know, or any whatever city that's got a double team like that, who turns out more? Overlook, if you did the whole season, you know what I'm saying? Attendance-wise? Yeah, attendance-wise. Well, but actual butts in the seats. Let's go um, 70 – I mean, you'd have to look this up for what – Levi's holds, but it's going to be 70 or 75,000 times eight. Right. If you're just doing regular season. Right. You know, the playoffs and they got home field advantage. That brings a lot more revenue into that part of the, you know, the city. So, so let's say, I think, it hold, I think it holds 77. May check me on that. Palo Alto or Santa Clara, Levi Stadium times eight home games. You got 44,000 or whatever in Oracle Park times 82 games. It's not even the same for a potential. And the Giants right. don't like they don't ever draw a real bad crowd. So let's see. Um here we are doing some things. Sixty eight thousand for the football. Okay, what multiply that by eight. Yep. Five hundred and fifty call it five fifty, it's five forty four. Okay, so Oracle Park for baseball, not concerts, is forty two thousand. So forty two thousand. Yeah, yeah times so eight, they're gonna dominate. Times eighty two. Yeah, times eighty two. And I think Levi's three point four million. That's a lot. Football tickets are way more expensive. Yes. I guess where I was going to work my way into was, was, was revenue. But Parking's more expensive over in Santa Clara. I mean, there's revenue. I bet you the the 49ers probably sell way more merch, if I had to guess. Yeah. Purdy uh, yeah. jerseys yeah. And, and Kittle jerseys and Bosa jerseys. And I hope McKivitt's jersey starts to sell. He's going to get paid. My boy Colton's going to – he's got to get paid. He's playing all – dude, he started every game this season opening up holes for McCaffrey, protecting Purdy. Yep. Freaking stuff. And, and there were, you know, there was a, there Let's was a call him. Let's there see there was a play that, uh, call Colton McKivitz. There was a play that, uh, he got sacked on, and they, the announcer said that's good coverage. He just didn't get the ball off fast enough. Yeah. So, you know, they weren't blaming the line. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been on this podcast a few times. We need to get him back on. He's probably, 
He's probably at sushi right now. The dude eats about 12,000 calories a day. Hey, Crosby and I are recording an episode of Breaking It Down, This Life Ain't For Everybody, and we're bragging about you and how good you, you played all season. What's up, Colton? Oh, what's up, fellas? About time I get on Breaking It Down. <laughs> morning. You need to come up and record one with us. Crosby wants to say something. What are you doing, bud? What's up, Crosby? How are you? You're living life now. Are you high on a hog right now still? Pretty good. I'll let it sink in here in a little bit. <laughs> you got another couple days. Oh yeah, it'll be uh, when we leave Sunday. I think that's when it'll hit. You still want me to come into Vegas for that pep talk, for that pregame pep or halftime? I already told you, dude. You're not allowed on the field. You're not allowed to call plays. You're not getting a headset. <laughs> I'm a baseball guy, man. I'm a baseball guy, man. Well, you don't get the best of both worlds. That game was so awesome, dude. Yeah, you got to see one of the greatest NFC championships of all time. Twenty-four to seven at halftime, and you guys came back and put a whooping on them in the second half. Were even close in the second half. Were you nervous during the first half, or do you not think about that stuff? Uh, you think about it, but it's like, God, man, like you're one play away here, a block there, just one guy's off, and then. And we just kind of knew, we're like, well, this ain't how all this team's going out, so <laughs> turn it around. Does Shanahan drop a lot of F-bombs in the halftime speech, or is he pretty clean about it? Nah, he's he's pretty calm. He lets lets our guys do the talking, usually Trent or Fred or, um, you know, he's just kind of like, we do our openers. Like he writes out, like, the next eight plays, how we're going to come out of halftime. And then uh, he's just like, same thing. He's like, we're not going to let this ain't how this team's going to end. And, and then we uh, went out and do what we do. And then Trent and Fred, they give the uh, the smack talk and all the pep talk kind of stuff. But Fred leaves it up to us. Or Kyle does, sorry. Fred Warner was flying around the field. Boy, he was freaking putting it on him. Dude's a freak, man. Charlie Warner was flying around. I mean, dude, it was just awesome to be there. Thank you again. Yeah, did you like that hit Chuck put on the guy? Freaking on the kickoff? On the kickoff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want, dude, I, every time 89's in there, I want, dude, he's always delivering hits, boy. He He's just a stud. Chuck's good, dude. So, last thing before we let you go, and we touched on it the other night after the game, you were talking about maybe um, putting an official press release out there and statement that I'm your new agent. Is that still going to happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Jay Bay is going to have uh, something to say about that, but. No, you said – what do you even say agent? You said, like, manager or GM or some fancy word that you're going to manage all my stuff now, apparently. But I expect a little something in return for that kind of work. Well, I'd like to do that. Let's let's sit down and come up with a contract, probably 20 22% or whatever your salary ends up being, and then uh, we'll just we'll, – we'll, You get – the most you can take is three percent, dog. You're already out of the game. That's if you're an agent. Well, that's real estate. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're not an agent. Now you want the manager status. Well, I'm, I just want to be kind of like a personal assistant. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to retire from this duck game. Well, usually it's an internship first. So I get you for <laughs> That's a great call. I think that you've already got that on Dove Hans. Everything that I've done for you in the duck world, I mean, I've made you a better person all the way around, right? Yeah. I guess a better person. I'm still waiting on some Benelli's, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to get those designed. Tell Abby J. I said what's up. It was great seeing her. Heck yeah, she's working away right now, getting all this stuff ready for the Super Bowl. Yeah, buddy. All right, I'm going to do my best to be there. Just Okay, so you got me three sideline passes, and I need to let you know by when? <laughs> nice try. <laughs> <laughs> that is number 68. 
the starting offensive tackle on the right side, Colton McKivitz, the NFC champions, San Francisco 49ers. Colton, get ready for the Super Bowl, baby. We'll be watching. Oh, yeah. This will be awesome, man. No. Hopefully, uh, we're going to get her done this time. Old P. Mahomes and Kelsey and the Swifties. Hopefully, we uh, – Oh, smash the Swifties, the right. dude. Time to smash the Swifties. Yeah. You guys should uh, – every time you tackle Mahomes or Kelsey, you guys should start playing Shake It Off. <laughs> shake It Off. Do, do the little heart hand thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tackle people, dude. <laughs> I said every time you guys, not you. You might have to tackle somebody if there was ever, you know, an interception or a fumble return. You might have to get in there a little bit. Dude, I did try and tackle a guy, and I smoked our receiver. <laughs> <laughs> smoked him. Smoked him. All right, dude. We'll get ready. Eat right. Stay healthy. Uh, stay. How's your arm feeling? I know you're wearing the brace. How's that? How's that injury? Good, man. As long as I'm not throwing a ball, we'll be all right. All right. Well, we don't want you throwing a ball, even though you probably could. You're an athlete. You're a baseball player. Best athletes on earth. Not as, not as athletic as you, Chad, but close enough. I know. I get it, bud. I get it. <laughs> All right. Well, after that, we'll have, we got a volleyball tournament to go to, snow goose hunts, and then uh, backyard swimming pool parties up here throwing down for some smash burgers and stuff. March, baby. I'm going to be there. At least you've got that volleyball tournament. Yep. Get after. She's going to be spiking them in people's faces. And she told me she'd learn how to jump, so I'm excited. Yeah, she got six-inch vertical leap right maybe, now. Maybe Crosby will come down to that one. Where at? It's going to be Bay, Bay Area in Mar- the first week into March. Baseball there? No. That's in – That'll still be spring training. We go to Bay. Right, yeah, let's go to, you're, you're living in the Bay Area this summer, right, Colt? Oh, yeah. I'll be here year-round. All right, let's go to some Giants games this summer. All right. I got the I got the hotel right there. I got parking. Let me know. All right. Where you go to the you Hotel Via? Too. Oh, yeah. That's where we stay, too. Yeah, I get the pass and everything, man. All right, well, let's plan it. We'll talk with Jerry, our good buddy at Hotel Via. We'll get Will Clark. We'll have a blast. Oh, yeah, you got all the connections. I'm yeah. in, dude. In, we're in. All right, I'll be looking for that box with all my jerseys from you and Purdy and Kittle and Charlie here coming up pretty soon for my shadow boxes. Appreciate you. Dude, yeah, man. I'll get it all done. Crosby says he needs two signed helmets, too. Hey, guess who hit me up on Instagram? Who? Chuck, Chuck, Chuck M, Chuck's Flavor Train. We've been talking. Oh, your Flavor Train? Yeah. Uh, Abby introduced me to him the other day at the game. He's awesome. Dude, he's the real deal. Yeah, we're going to get him hopefully using some provider stuff and rolling. Chuck's the real deal, man. Gordon Ramsay and all that. That's, that's who got him started. It's Gordon Ramsay, man. Really? Freaking TikTok. Like, tag Gordon Ramsay and bam. Straight out on the scene. He was on a, I don't know if it was HGTV or one of the or Food Networks. He was on a, like, a barbecue cook-off and stuff. Yeah, dude. You guys awesome. Barbecue brawl. Barbecue brawl. On Food Network. On Food Network. Crosby knew all about him when I brought him up. Yeah, dude. He's awesome, man. Energy, anything. Food, the food's delicious, and just the energy he brings. Well, we got to get him up here and do a little throwdown here at the yard. Oh, yeah. Guys all the time. He has a good – he knows how to have a good time, man. I know you do. You do, too. We're rolling. All right, brother. We'll have a good afternoon. I'll stay in touch this week and all through the Super Bowl. Let's get the ring. Heck yeah, man. It'll look good. I get a ring. Abby gets a ring. Everyone's happy, man. Chad and Alex get a ring? Uh, Chad ain't getting no ring. <laughs> you won't give me a ring? No. Why would I get your ring? <laughs> wow. I'm going to edit that part out. You replica. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Go 49ers. Thanks, Colton. <laughs> See you, boys. See, See you, mate. <laughs>
Jesus. <laughs> he took that down a weird path at the end there. <laughs> we got to make that a more consistent part of Let's of, call uh, people. Breaking it down. Yeah, just calling people. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Hopefully that sounds good. That's Colton McKivitz, number 68, starting offensive tackle. I love him. He's a great dude. All right. Well, we just wanted to bring a little recap of the 2023-24 NFC Championship title game on today's episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody, breaking it down. Brought to you again by the one and only Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, Jack Daniels, old number seven. Gentlemen, Jack, single barrel, single barrel, barrel proof, single barrel rye. Single barrel rye barrel proof. The entire single barrel program is awesome. You can become a part of it. You've heard Alex and I talk about it. I'm going to Lynchburg, Alex, if you're interested in picking a barrel this year in May, and I'm bringing several individuals. You're in on that. You're, I think you were in on one of the barrels. I, I was. So we're going to be in Lynchburg picking barrels in May. We got several people coming down. Check out jackdaniels.com for more information on the barrel program. You can write us at info at thislifeain'tforeverybody.com and we can get you all the information you need on the Jack Daniels single barrel program. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Every single drop of the Sour Mash Tennessee whiskey is made in Lynchburg, Tennessee and sold in over 170 countries. Think about that. Every drop is made in a tiny little part of one of the greatest states in our nation, Tennessee, Lynchburg, Tennessee, that is. Thank you all for listening to Breaking It Down. Alex Crosby, Chad Belding. For our special, special guest, Colton McKivitz, we'll see you on the next episode. Talk to you on the next episode. If you have any recommendations on topics or guests, again, hit us up at info at thislifeain'tforeverybody.com. Tell your friends, tell your family, download it, listen to it. Leave us a critique. Tell us what we're doing good, what we're doing bad. Let's grow this. Let's grow it big time. You got anything left to say? Go Niners, baby. You got a job yet? No. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit more on the next episode. (laughs) Roll the couch in. Check out more episodes of all of our podcasts. This Life Ain't For Everybody, The Foul Life, Anna V's American Wing Shooting, Where the Payment Ends, and Jennifer and Brittany on 40 Years of Freedom. We want to set them apart. We want to be better. And uh, we need your help in getting them better. Thank you all for listening. That's it for this edition of Jack Daniels Presents. This life ain't for everybody. The Breaking It Down Edition with Chad Belding and Alex Crosby. Colton, get ready for the Super Bowl, baby. We'll be watching. Oh, yeah. It'll be awesome, man. We're going to get it done this time. Let's get the ring. Thank you all for listening to Breaking It Down. Alex Crosby, Chad Belding. For our special, special guest, Colton McKivitz. We'll see you on the next episode. Listen to every episode of Breaking It Down on SoundCloud, iHeart, Spotify, thislifeain'tforeverybody.com, or your favorite streaming platform. Thanks for listening and go 49ers.